Most creatives are great at their craft, but don't know how to grow their business. But here's the truth. When you don't have a plan to grow your business, you stay stuck in survival mode, stuck at the same level, the same income, and you can never break through the ceiling. You also waste time and money on strategies that promise the world, but simply don't work for you. And worst of all, you lose confidence in your ability and start to believe maybe you're not cut out for running a business. If that sounds like you, if you've taken your business to the level that you can get it to and you are stuck and you need a breakthrough to your next level, then I want to invite you to apply to join me in the Next Level Club. We're about to do another kickoff with a new intake of creative service providers and we're looking for a few different types of people to join us. So if you're at 5K a month already, minimum. If you are a creative service provider, so photographer, designer, consultant, copywriter, marketer, whatever that looks like. And if you are really serious about growing your business, about busting through that ceiling, then you should apply to join the club. All you need to do to get started is head to laurahiggins.com forward slash next dash level. You can fill out the application and if it's a good fit, we'll let you know. Alrighty, let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. My name is Laura Higgins. I am your host. I am so happy to be here. I want you to picture like you've just walked into my home. I'm giving you a cup of tea or maybe a glass of wine. We're sitting on the couch and we're having a conversation about Instagram reels. (laughs) I don't know where that was going. I was like, what are we having a conversation about? We're talking about reels. And so I have personally seen the power of Instagram Reels in not only building my audience, getting more engagement on Instagram, but actually helping me to get more clients. And one of my goals, you would know this if you've listened to this for a while, one of my goals at the beginning of, no, really it was like the end of 2022, was I wanted to get to 75% video in all of my content. And that has meant that there's been a lot more strategy behind how we do video. There's been a lot more investment of time into creating really epic video content. And so today's guest is, I would call her the Reels Queen. And she has been crowned the Reels Pro by Instagram, like Instagram TM, like those guys. So she knows her stuff. She loves helping her clients get incredible results, monetize their Instagram using the power of video marketing. So not only are we talking about reels today, but we're talking about the principles that you can use in your video marketing to help you to get more clients, make more money, and really get seen by more people on Instagram. So you're going to love this conversation. We are joined by the glorious Alicia from The Social Impact. Be sure to follow her and check her out because you are going to love her insights. And I know there is so much more for your journey. Let's dive in to my conversation with the wonderful Alicia from The Social Impact. Alicia, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, this has been a long time coming. You can hear me smiling. Like if you're listening to this, I'm sure you can hear me smiling. And (laughs) yeah, seriously, I have been so looking forward to 
selfishly, I've really wanted to record this and get your insights on all of the things, but also I've just wanted to hang out with you. So I'm so happy that we could finally connect and that we could have you on the show. Tell us all the things. How did you start? And actually, before we go into how you started your business, I'd love to know, give me like a 30 second rundown of what you do and who you help. Yeah, far out. And even that's an interesting one because I feel like I'm in a bit of a transitional stage at the moment. But for me, it really is. I just love helping people feel confident in their business, find the fun in their business. And my special place of doing that is video marketing. I absolutely love using video marketing specifically reels, um, to create a message, to create an impact and to help businesses stand out. Yeah. And you, you seriously do really showcase that. And I, I love the fun part because I think there's a lot of like, ah, you got to do other things and you got to like grind, you got to hustle, you got to, you know, get up at 4am and all the things. And it can feel really intense. And I love that you make it feel light and you make it feel fun because that just, I just reckon running a business, it's stressful. And so we need to have the moments of going, how can I make this more fun? How can I make this feel like play rather than like holding everything tightly and being a stressy person? Yeah, a hundred percent. And don't get me wrong. I am a stressy person. I feel like, <laughs> um, you know, as high driven women, we, we do put a lot of pressure and, um, and that brings stress on ourselves. Mm. But I think, you know, there's this whole idea of like, social media is another thing we got to do and, and, you know, reels are another thing we got to do, but it's actually a place that you can have a really creative and fun outlet. Like that's a place where you can meet people. That's a place where you can, you know, share what makes you, you. And it's when you can actually step past this idea of, I have to do this and Mm. actually shift it to, I get to, I get to do this. I get to market my business for free whilst putting my personality in and having a bit of fun it's just such a weird and wonderful, wonderful part of business that I love. Yeah. And I love that. I love that reposition of I get to do this, not that I have to yeah. do this. Because I, I feel like particularly, and, and I'm, I'd love your thoughts on this, but I feel like particularly in social media, people have a lot of anxiety and a lot of hangups on social media. I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, my engagement, the algorithm, all these things, like how do I get new followers? It just feels... I, the word I would describe is is anxious. It feels like yeah. people are really stressed about it. And and so why do you think, particularly when it comes to reels, because that's your zone of genius and, and video, what, why do you think people are, like have such a big hang up about, oh, I've got to do this? Yeah, I think it's a few parts. You know, I think it's it has been this sort of kind of new kid on the block people see it as a new kid when actually, you know, that's one of the things I love sharing is that Reels is essentially video marketing and TikTok is essentially video marketing. And this has been around for years. You know, we can still remember ads that were on when we were growing up. You know, there are literally ads that we watched on TV that shaped our childhood, that shaped, you know, sayings and things like that. That's video marketing. This isn't anything new. So, I think people do like to kind of dislike this new thing because they've got to adapt, but it really is just such a powerful way to market your business. And I think people, until they can see that, until they can see it working for them, Mm -hmm. they just kind of like to dislike it, you know? It's kind of like they 
it's kind of like in, you know, you've got a friend and you can't really be happy for the friend's success until you're succeeding as well. You know, it's like, hang on a second. I can just enjoy it. I, I, I have trust that it's going to work out for me because I'm, you know, I'm following the steps. I'm, I'm, I'm applying what I need. I'm becoming better at it, but I don't need to dislike it until I see the results. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a cool way of putting it. And I think sometimes people say things of like, you know, we're just losing engagement or people make sweeping statements like that. And I'm like, that's not true for everyone. Yes, you have to be strategic to engage. Yes, you have to add a lot of value. Yes, you need to show up in a really consistent and strategic way. But not everyone is having zero engagement. I think it's like really easy to kind of point to other people and go, well, oh, you have that because of X, Y, Z, because you you can do like you can you like talking to camera or you kind of can do the viral bits and I, that's not me. And so therefore I'm going to do none of it and I'm going to completely opt out. And I think that that's a bit lazy, (laughs) if I'm being really honest. I think it's a lazy way um, and it's a way for us to make excuses for for avoiding discomfort, that we don't want to look silly, we don't want to do something and stuff it up or do it wrong, and so we just avoid it altogether. And I just don't think that's that's a good way to run a business. We have to try things and see what works. Like play. I think people get so like, what should I say? what should I say about this? And like, what should I do about this? And, or like, oh, this person's commented this. What do I do about that? And it's like, just, just see what happens. <laughs> like, yes. just, like, I don't know. It's, it's like we've, and the thing I found about like that anxious energy is that it's contagious. And the more and more people show up like that, it's like, stop putting your weird stuff on me. Like, and, and actually we, um, I don't know if we were messaging about this or maybe I just logged what you'd said and was like, yes to this. <laughs> mentally um, messaging. <laughs> mentally, I was like, yes, Alicia, I love this. Um, this is totally a tangent. But um, you posted something about people freaking out about the recession and people saying, you know, no one's going to buy right now. Oh, it was about Taylor Swift. Tell us that yes. like, because that was really, really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. And it was also really awesome because then I've seen people continue this conversation, which is, again, the cool part of social media is you can start a conversation and then people are going to continue it. But for me, it really was a bit of a wake up call because I was buying into it as well. You know, I was like, oh, the the best time for business is is past. And, uh, you know, people and I was buying into it and it Mm. took it took my mentor to pull me out of it. And, and I was like, yeah, I am buying into other people's stories. It's this, you know, everyone kind of likes to have a reason why they're not doing well, why they're not, yeah. you know, in the same place they were before. They like to have something to blame. And for me, I'm not taking away that business is hard. I'm not taking away mm. that, you know, for some businesses it is difficult right now. But it doesn't mean that it has to become everyone's story. It doesn't mean that, you know, we all have to feel like money is harder to find at the moment because mm. it really is. It just, you know, when when COVID came about, it was difficult. It was really difficult, but it all meant we had to change what we were doing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. became a really incredible time. And I see this as the same. It's a new challenge, but if yeah. you can, instead of thinking, oh gosh, like I'm never going to, you know, my business is going downhill. I'm There's not enough money. There's just sales are going to be low. Course launches are going to be low. If you buy into that, you don't have that opportunity to take advantage of this shift and see what 
crazy potential you can do if you're ahead of it. And I think for me, I just, I wanted to call this out and I I had a few people who sort of bit back and I was like, well, like that's going to happen. And again, I'm not taking away from business is hard and some businesses are struggling, but it's just Mm. this case of I wanted to have this wake up call for everyone. People are buying luxury goods. Sales are up, you know, Taylor Swift, like people literally, and I get it. She's a big, big celebrity, but that's the thing that I like to challenge as well is social media. You could be that too right? Like you get to have a fan base as well. You get to turn your followers into fans. So they're sitting there craving the day that you say, I've got a new course or I've got a new offer. And they're like, done, wait list, do whatever I can. And that's sort of really where I wanted to just bring this back. It's like people were doing whatever they could to buy Taylor Swift tickets. The money is there, but they just need to have that pull. They need to have that reason, that priority to buy into whatever you're selling. Mm, Totally. And sometimes I think, you know, I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to like pretend I know stuff, but I think a lot of people forget that they aren't economists and they like kind of go, oh, this, this, and I'm like, you've read a couple headlines, just call it with that. Like I I get it. But also sometimes I think the fear of the thing is worse than the thing itself. And, and like, yes, we need to be really smart with what we invest our money in, but we should be like that always. And I think the COVID example is a perfect example. I remember I was launching, I was like, I'm doubling down on my course and I filmed it the day lockdowns were announced. They were coming into effect the following day. I had one day to film this course. I'd booked out this thing, this space. I'd hired a full video team and we were there until 1130 at night because I was like, we must do this because not only does my business need it, but the businesses I'm working with need this now more than ever. Um, And I remember I had a friend call me who I really respected and he was like, people are not going to buy anything. People are battening down the hatches. Do not like, you need to just get scrappy. It's just kind of every man for himself. And like, I really like looked up to him and was like, oh, okay, this guy's saying this thing and he knows a lot about business. And then I was like, do you know what? I think he might be like maybe there's an element of yeah maybe he's right but what if he's wrong and like thankfully I was like well I'm gonna give it a go anyway and it catapulted our business into a totally new direction totally new level and if I had have listened to that piece of advice even though it was well-meaning my business would not be where it is now like there's no way because I would have stayed where I was And yeah, I don't even know if I'd still be in business, to be honest. Like, so I think we've just got to be so careful with what we listen to, what stories, like you said, like buying into other people's stories, letting other people's stories be your stories. I just think, oh, and I was so glad that you said something because I found it hard to talk about it because I haven't known there's been an element of like, this isn't my, you know, expertise. Should I be talking about this or whatever? So yeah, I think that that's really cool. Now, Alicia. I knew that we were going to do this. I knew that as soon as we hopped on the call. forever because it's just so much. (laughs) We were just going to be like, anyway, how are you going? What's happening with you? Um, (laughs) But this is my favorite when it's like this. I want to talk to you about reels and really like more broadly, video marketing. How have you, like, because I know that your story has been really, like you've used reels to really build your business into this incredible business. You've got such an epic business, but you've also got this, it's like a much, it's like a really sustainable business model. You've got all of these cool programs, 
Talk to me about your journey. How did you start and, and how did you use Reels to build your business? Yeah, so my I kind of feel like Reels and I, like we were soulmates waiting to find each other. You know, <laughs> I when I was like eight years old, nine years old, maybe 12, probably 12, um, as soon as I could get my hands on a little digital camera, right? She was pink. She was small. I would take <laughs> her to parties and I would make little videos from people's 12th birthday party and, and things like this. I'd be like, oh, well, let's make a video so we can remember it forever. And, you know, I would I be doing that. that. Before then, I would be using my school holidays and I'd be on my dad's computer doing PowerPoint presentations with transitions. So <laughs> I really do feel like it's just waiting. It's We've both been waiting to find each other. So um, I studied film and television. I you know, in school, studied media, um, uni was film and television. And so after that, I, I knew, I didn't know exactly what it looked like. You know, if you had have asked me at 18, I probably would have said, I'm going to be like Cameron Diaz on the holiday where she makes uh, movie trailers oh, and she makes, quote unquote, the big bucks, right? That's yes. what I was going to do. Um, <laughs> but I graduated from university, uh, moved back to Melbourne and I worked in sport TV. I met great people, but it completely stole my sparkle. <laughs> like mm. it completely took who I was away and in its place was this sort of shell of me who didn't believe in themselves in any way and felt like she was absolutely irrelevant in a man's world. And I just felt like I could disappear the next day and and other than the people who knew me and loved me, nothing, nothing would be different, mm. you know. And so it really took kind of just feeling so miserable with my life that and and it I also felt guilty because of that typical, you know, I have a I have a house, I have a family, I have, you know, like it, I I felt guilty for feeling that way, but I did. Regardless, I felt miserable in the position that I was in. So I started to bring back that love of creating. And I even in uni, I was sort of described um, as I have a devotion to promotion. Um, I will <laughs> tell you, I'm the sort of person when I find a product, I will a product or a service or a person, I will tell everyone who listens about. I'll be like, oh, speaking of food, did you know that there's this object or this thing? And you know, I just they're like, are you getting paid for this? I'm like, no, it's just really good. And so. I started to find this love of creating and sort of promoting things. And mm. so I used social media on weekends. I would go to cafes. I'd create videos. I'd spend eight hours editing the videos. Um, I'd shoot them on my nice cameras and I would still pay for the food um, until I started to learn that there's this whole idea of being a creator and being a blogger and, you know, collaborations. And so that's really sort of where it all led. I started to do more of those. I started to get cooler opportunities, um, work with some different brands. And I was like, hang on a sec, I could totally, like this social media sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. The post that I've done for them, we've collaborated on, looks better, has performed better. It's getting better engagement is, you know, helping them really bring that sort of um, sales in, people in, whatever it was. I was like, why am I not doing this? So yeah. I started to bring on I decided, look, I could go back to uni and I could study this. 
but I'm going to be, you know, my degree was, was already, you know, it was six figures. And I was like, I, do I really want to pay more for a university degree to come out at the starting spot again, you know, Mm, or mm. do I just want to, on the side of my full-time job, bring on some social media management clients for free, right? I'll give my time for free. I will learn it myself um, and I'll do it that way. And I did. I got to the place where I started charging. Don't even ask me when I charge because it's (laughs) it's very embarrassing, but we all start somewhere. Um, And I did finally get to the place where I was like, I can do this full-time. I am scared as but <laughs> I can do this. So yep. um, I did, I left the job. Let's skip fo- forward a few months, a few horrible months of COVID and everything miserable. And uh, my business started to get better and better. And then reels came out and I was like, holy moly, like <laughs> I get no to time. help people. <laughs> oh, I was like, I am lit up. I was doing, you know, little transitions and I was trying things and I was just having fun and everyone's like, how did you do that? Whoa, you clicked your fingers and then you were there. How did you do that? And it was just so natural to me. So this is sort of where it all started. I was like, this is common knowledge to me. I get to actually share this. I've always felt an imposter, but I get to now share all these things that come naturally. And I mean, it's a really cool part is that and, and one of the reasons why I do feel I've, you know, been able to see the success that I have is I didn't, I didn't sort of follow what everyone was doing. I was able to be the one out front showing mm. the way. It was a unpaved path and I got to help people pave it. And, you know, now we see all sorts of people who are very similar, you know, to what I do, I guess. But the difference is, is that I watch what they're doing and I'm like, I was able to teach people like that so that that like how to do this and they're now able to teach others. And I always just remind myself that everything that's out there, I was able to help people learn and Mm. I will always be able to be one step in front of what's coming because of my background, because of my studies and my passion around video marketing. Yeah. And so I love that too, because it's, there are elements of trends and and doing like doing things in a timely manner and all of that but i feel like for you part of your success is that it's backed by this knowledge of of marketing this knowledge of video and and you can totally tell that i didn't know that that was your background but you can tell that you have this it's it's far more strategic absolutely absolutely what do you think you know we're here where are we at july of 2023, the time we're recording this. Um, and, you know, things could change quite quickly from here. But but let's just say, as of today, if someone is starting out with Instagram Reels and they're like, oh, my gosh, like I, I, I need to – I know I need to be doing video, but I'm, I'm, I've got to get started and I've got to start somewhere. What do you think is, like, the simplest way for someone to get started? Yeah, okay. So I think definitely, definitely, I think the biggest thing as well is if – you're at the point now and you haven't started. I think there's definitely something underlying there as to why you haven't started sooner. So I would definitely, definitely make sure you have some sort of accountability or even address that as to why you haven't started sooner because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's, it, there's been something and mm. they're like, I'm going to finally get started and they don't. So, yeah. you know, it has been a bit since Reels came out. That doesn't mean you can't still see success. But I definitely would say if you haven't started yet, 
there's something there that also needs to be addressed. Otherwise, chances are you're probably going to start and then stop again and, you know. Yes. So, but if you are getting started, you know, it really is about finding what you find a small step out of your comfort zone to start. You don't need to dance. You don't need to talk to the camera. You don't need to, you know, point or do anything that you're, you don't want to do. You get to mm. make this you. And so what I would definitely say is find what feels not comfortable but doable, doable to you, right? Yeah, that's good. And that's like that's a bit of a but not completely I'm never going to do that. That doesn't feel like me. Oh, my gosh, who have I become? So <laughs> for some that might be, you know, talking behind the camera, talking behind the camera, you might have, you know, a time lapse of you working away and you have your voice over the top. You might have, um, you know, put some videos and some photos together that showcase your journey or that showcase who you are. You know, there are a lot of ways to go about it that doesn't require you to necessarily jump straight in and do all these things that you see everyone doing who have been doing it for a year or two years, right? You get to start at your starting point. Yeah. Oh, I think that's such good advice. When you think about how reels have changed between when you started and reels came out and now, what do you see as the big kind of changes or points of difference now? So I think the big thing is naturally there are more people now. There are more people posting mm. reels. Um, there are more people, you know, doing all the slightly more advanced things, right? Yeah. People have advanced with the times and they've got more creative. So I think the big, big thing is when we started, yeah, it was easy to just sort of kind of do whatever and, and yeah, you could, you could see results. You could be the sort of easy to be seen as the leader in your space because you were doing reels full stop. Mm. Whereas now it's definitely changed because with most things, we as a society continue to get lazier. And so people have found ways to make it easier, which isn't always a good thing, you know. Yeah. We saw this we saw this whole idea of trends come in and yeah. people jumping on trends and doing trends. And, you know, if you're not aware of what trends are, it really is just a case of when we're talking about reels, video marketing, social media, it's pretty much what more and more people are doing something right? It might be a video. It might be, you know, an audio that everyone's using, but everyone starts jumping on that and doing the same thing. Mm, and yeah, right there in that wording, the same thing is the problem, is the absolute problem because as a business owner, as a business or a brand, you need to stand out, you know, not only are there so many more reels, but there are so many other businesses similar to yours yeah. in a way. Mm. And whilst you are what makes your business unique, unless we can help you stand out as, you know, the unique person you are, the unique brand you are, you're going to become a sheep in the herd. We can't see you and everything becomes stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that I find you know, like I, I love Alex Hormozy as an example, and he has yes. he has set this course for you know coaches and business owners, and like the way he does video is insane. It's so inspiring. It's so cool seeing how he does video. 
But the amount of people who copy his style down to the same captions, uh, like the same like subtitles in the videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and I remember I had a moment where I was like, oh, do I need to do, do I need to become like that? Like, is it just a, a volume game? Is it just that I have to be exactly like that? What, ha- you know, and I started to realize that, okay, there's things I can learn from this this approach and his strategy. There are things I can take from that and go, and like, if you don't follow Alex Hormozy, highly recommend you check him out. But there are <laughs> things you can take and go, awesome, that strategy, like that hook is a really, like he hooks people at the beginning. He keeps the language really simple. He he's They're fast, they're, they're snappy. And so there's like, okay, cool, that's working. I can do that, but I can still infuse me and I need to infuse me. Otherwise, like you say, I'm not, I'm not Alex Hormozy. I can't like, that's not me. And it doesn't feel aligned. And my people won't be aligned with that either. So not only does it suck for me to try to have to be like someone else, my people will go, Oh, actually we, we just prefer it when you're like you. (laughs) So like, I think that's really cool to have that distinction of, you know, it's like a both and like, yes, we have to play to what's working, but if we lose our creativity and lose ourselves in the process, that's a really big loss. How do you navigate that? Because I, I know that you, you're you really wanting to be on the front foot. How do you navigate that dance of, oh, but that looks like it's working really well and there, there are parts I can take from that, but also I need to bring me? How, how do you kind of balance that? It's a tough one. And, you know, I've actually really come to terms with ego, you know, <laughs> It does play such a big part. I I remember, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, I remember a, you know, another sort of reels queen as such sort of came onto the scene. She grew like crazy. And I sort of thought to myself, like, I could I could do that. Like I could yeah. absolutely do that. And, you know, just posting sort of like early trends and, you know, use these audios and here's something you can try and then everyone try it. And I could have absolutely done it. I could have absolutely been like, yeah, I could do that too and see crazy growth. But that felt so wrong to me because I am trying to educate people not to be just doing trends. It's great for the person at the front, right? So if I'm doing it, sure, I'm at the front and it's going to be great for me. But I'm not. I'm not doing what I'm. I'm here to do. I'm not helping other people shine. It you know, shine and stand mm. out. Mm. So it really is it, the first big, big thing that I really like to make clear is there is a difference between going viral, getting lots of engagement, seeing yeah. lots of growth, and business sales. You know, oh, I've yeah. had one of our students. She's she had a hundred views on her reel. Right. She sold out her product. It was the only place that she spoke about her new product and the only place. She hadn't done an email about it. She was like, I'm just going to do a reel. I know that best. Let's just start there. She posted a reel about it. It only had 100 views, right? And I say only, but, you know, in comparison Mm. to what she usually got, it was one of her lower viewed reels and she sold out. Now, I don't know how that works exactly. You know, maybe it's one person's just shared, like told their friends about it, shared the link, whatever. But it's just a reminder that you don't need lots of views. You don't need, you know, Mm. you don't need these crazy virality that 
it's yeah. nice to have. It's validation. It's, you know, your business is good. Your Instagram is growing. You're great as a business owner. What you have to say is important. People like you. That's what yeah. we're getting with that validation. But at the end of the day, I, I still remember one of one of the reels I've posted, one of the most effective reels that I've posted. I actually had somebody comment and say, how are you teaching people how to do reels when, you know, you've got 70K followers or whatever it is and this reel has only got 5,000 views, right? And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like people are actually taking the time to do this. What? <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, I was like, what? Like so the reel was about it was almost 60 seconds long, right, which I don't yeah. usually recommend. I, yeah. I recommend keeping them nice and short. The only time I say allow for them to be longer is if you are taking your audience who's watching on a bit of a journey, right? Mm. And in this reel, it was a bit of a journey. I literally had a Jenga set up. I was what, I, what we like to say, show not telling. Um, yeah. So instead of telling my audience about my offer, I was allowing them to see see it. I was using Jenga to visually showcase them as the, you know, how their reels were, etc. So that reel, I had so many people message me and be like, oh my gosh, like it, it makes sense. I need this. And they jumped into our course. And that reel, I can't know for exact certain, but I roughly estimated about $15,000 worth of sales for our wow. course from that real. Mm, and I'm like, mm. okay, I got someone commenting and, you know, saying in my side of the world, views are important. And I'm like, I understand that. You do need views, people to be viewing your stuff for Instagram to be happy and Instagram to be pushing the rest of your stuff. And yeah. But at the end of the day, if all I was caring about was views, like I've gone viral. Did that yeah. mean I had a million dollars in my account, right? Like $1 per view. Did that mean I have a million dollars in my account? No right? Yeah. It's funny mm. that some of the lowest performing in a such, right? I put these little quotation marks, remembering we're on the podcast. Um, yeah. It's funny <laughs> that yeah. some of the lowest performing reels that people see are actually the best performing in my business. Now I've gone on many tangents, so I'm sorry. No, I, I but- <laughs> love that. I love that. And, and definitely, and like anyone who listens to this, to our podcast all the time will know, I've gone viral on TikTok and it did absolutely nothing. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. And I had that that little ego moment of being like, cool. Like Nath, my husband and I were sitting on the lounge going, he was like, I don't even look at TikTok because people on TikTok are mean. And I was like, I'm not looking at this. I just have to not even look at it. Anyway, so he looks at like our TikTok account and he was like, oh, babe, I, I think we've gone viral. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Like, let's check our email subscribers. Let's check our bank account. And it was like, nope, nothing. And I'm sure people do make money from reels and from their TikTok account, but ours is far less direct than, oh, I posted this reel and I could correlate that with sales. Um, It's more like, oh, we had this many people sign up to our um, masterclass or a freebie or a ask for a link or DM us. And then we can sell by chat from there. But I'd like to get really tactical for just this last little bit. When it comes to making money from your reels, how does that actually work? And how do you correlate that that reel, like you said, that had 5,000 views made you around 15K? How do you actually do that? And is there something that we're missing in our reels that is stopping us from actually making sales? Yeah. So 
I think there's there's a few things, and you know, I was um I was speaking at an event recently, and a lady sort of stumped me because she she asked, she's like. I'm not getting into reels because I can't see the absolute return, you know, mm. return on investment, return on what I'm, you know, the time we're spending or the resources we're putting into it. I can't see that exactly. And, yeah. you know, there are a few things that help see this um, for, you know, if you've got a course or if you've got coaching programs, it's great because usually people see that and then they're like, oh, you know, they DM you or even on our courses will say, you know, how do you find us? And, a lot of the time people are like, you're real, you know, Alicia's real, this real, the Jenga real, right? Um, oh, so that's so really good. helpful as well. Um, I've started using um, probably over the past year, I've been testing and trialing more automation with my reels and it has been so much fun, so much fun. It's it's one of the reasons, you know, we do teach this. We've created advanced reels course because it's so next level what Mm. you can do when you start using automation with your reels. So I like to use, um, I like to use the app ManyChat and it's really good because, (laughs) oh my gosh, it is so effective. And um, for anyone who's not sure, pretty much it's a, you know, approved third party app from Instagram. And what will happen is, you know, how I primarily use it is I will say, you know, comment this word on my reel. And then ManyChat will instantly set them on this flow. It's kind of like an email flow, you know? It's like, oh, they commented this word, so we're going to send them a DM. And it triggers these next steps. You can, you know, you can gain their, you know, information for your email list. Um, You can sell them right to an offer. You can, you know, I've got one sort of overall set up that, if I'm not particularly selling a course launch or anything, it really allows them to go down exactly what they need at that time. So sort of the evergreen offers. And that has been so powerful because it gives me the insights on the click through and, you know, I can then sort of direct from who clicked to then who purchased. Um, But that has been an absolute absolute power in combining what I know with reels, what I know, what I teach with reels many chat automation. And then as well, I've really started playing around with ads. I think for a long time, my ego got in the way and said, oh, you know, I am able to say we made this much money during this launch with just ads, organic, you know, no ads. Mm. And I think I really got it in a, in a, like I allowed my ego to get in the way of like being like, oh, but I, I won't be able to say that anymore if, you know, if I, don't, if I use ads, yeah. you know, it's people want and everything, all the stories there. And I thought, hang on a second, ads at the end of the day, I've got incredible engagement. I've got an incredible audience of, you know, mm. loyal and engaged human beings who I want to help ads will help me do that even more. So now using my reels specifically for ads, it's just been the triple whammy that has totally changed everything for me. Yes. I love the idea of being able to put people into a flow from there. And, And it's so cool, isn't it, that like I think where people go wrong, and you would say this a lot, Alicia, like people put all their eggs in one basket and they go, I'm just going to focus on reels only. That's my one vertical and there's nothing else I'm going to do. And then when that thing changes or shifts, then we're left going, crap, I I don't know how to adjust with this. But what I love about your approach is that you're using reels, 
you're using this medium and you're plugging it in to other parts of your strategy. So you're selling by chat in your DMs, you're running ads, and then you're getting people onto your email list. It's like, I think a lot of people try to put all of their um, marketing efforts into little silos and forget that, no, it's like this big organism, this ecosystem that all works together. And, you know, it's, it's not about just one strategy. I think where people go wrong is they're like, you know, this is my, my, ticket to like success and fame and fortune. And I'm just going to do this one thing. And it's like, no, no, no. There are many elements that we need to plug in and get right. And, and a lot of things are a work in progress, right? Like you start running ads, you realize, oh man, okay, that doesn't work in ads. That works really well. Reels do really well in ads. Like we're teaching our clients, how can you use a reel as a really simple engagement ad? We are getting more followers every day by doing the simplest ads on reels. So like, it's incredible that the medium, so long as your message is strong, so long as your strategy is there, the medium helps you to reach more people. And I think that that's just so, so powerful. I want to, um, one thing on that is just, I like to look at it as it's not, it's not the whole puzzle. It's a puzzle piece. Yes. And you're never going to be able to have this incredible overall picture that you're putting the puzzle together if you treat each reel as as a whole puzzle. Each reel is a piece. So if you don't Mm. see results or if you don't, you know, reels are a piece of your marketing strategy, your marketing, Mm. you know, of your business. Um, One reel is a piece of your overall reels that you put out into your world. Um, So I really want to just emphasize that as well. Yeah. Can I ask you some rapid fire, um, really simple questions about reels? Let's do it. I'll try and keep them simple answers. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, um, ideal length for a reel. Yeah. Less than 30 seconds, 15 to 30 seconds. What's the most important part of the reel? Do you think? The first three seconds. Oh, okay. Say more. Is it the, is it what you say? Is it what's on the screen? I was like, I bit my tongue. I was like, enough. Three seconds. <laughs> Same it, Same fire. Um, yeah, the first three seconds, because no matter what you've got in your reel, if people aren't still watching after those first three seconds, which is the average attention span now, mm. then there's absolutely no point in whatever you do in the rest of the reel. So those first three seconds, the hook, whether it be text, mm. whether it be visual, whether it be what you're saying, those first three seconds are the absolute most crucial to ensure that you retain attention and can lead them to that next step in your business. So good. What is, what's the best call to action we can make in a reel? At the moment, easily, easily, my favorite is to um, comment a keyword and then that starts a conversation or that starts, uh, it gives the link. I feel like people are just People are so lazy that they don't want to be, click the link in my bio. It's like, oh, oh, I have to go profile, one click, link, two clicks, find the thing, three clicks. Like people don't want that. They want that sort of like you're special. I'm going to give you this link. I'm going to do it for you. So Mm. that's where um, I really love if you're selling to do that approach and it instantly goes to the DM as well. Then if they've got questions, they're able to ask us that sort of there. But um, but even you can still use that as, you know, want to see more? Comment part two. You know, what's your favorite, A or B? And you're able to build engagement. You're able to build this community. You're able to build sales. It's like it's, it's the dynamite. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Um, and final question, favorite apps for people who are DIYing their reels? What are your favorites? 
Yes, I love this. Um, okay, so InShot is my absolute favorite, especially because they you can use it for free. Um, but if you do want to pay for it, they have a one-time option, which feels like unheard of these days. Everyone's yeah. got like a subscription and you can just pay. And I'm like, yes, please, $20 or whatever it was for, a, I don't know if it was that. Anyway, moving on, InShot, great. Um, the other ones that I absolutely love is I really, really love the Captions app. Um, mm-hmm. that sort of gives you that Alex Hormozy style text. But mm. for me, it really is about, you know, you're able to add this. It keeps me watching longer. You know, it keeps me listening to what you're actually saying. Cause it's got this really clear text coming up. So yeah. that's probably InShot, um, captions app. And I would also probably say, um, CapCut as well. So CapCut and InShot are quite similar. They're both video editing apps. Um, as somebody who comes from a background of video editing in fancy software, um, they're actually very user friendly, um, yeah. these apps and, uh, CapCut, I like CapCut because if, especially if you're getting started, um, if you search on TikTok, CapCut and TikTok have these linked templates and it really allows cool. you to sort of like just insert the videos. It does the rest of the editing. It does the timing. And, you know, Instagram does have that now as well with um, templates, but mm. it's it's a lot it's a lot more advanced in CapCut yeah. TikTok option. Um, and so especially... Again, I wouldn't recommend it as your whole real strategy, but if you're getting started, it's a really cool, fun way to get started. Yeah. And one more question. Um, sorry, I know I said I, I was done. But one more <laughs> question. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> How much time realistically should we be allowing each week for our reels? I know that's a million-dollar question, but but if you were to give ballpark. Yeah, I think definitely um, it would depend if you want to take the batch creation route or not. Mm. Um, Batch creation where you sort of sit down in one block and knock out a bunch of reels and film and edit them all and have them ready. That doesn't work for everyone. That doesn't work for me. I end up just leaving them in my drafts and then they go to the draft cemetery because I come up with new ideas and new thoughts and I feel more aligned with those. So for me, um, I really, really have found ways to reduce my time I probably now I like to post three or four reels a week um and look realistically from you know shooting from editing to posting they're probably about almost 30 minutes to an hour each reel if I'm being realistic from actual editing and captions and covers and everything it's about that long so that's sort of what I um, what I spend, but, you know, reels are the core of my marketing strategy. So, you for know, sure. if it's for you, I would definitely, for others, I would say, hey, you know, it will be more when you get started because you're learning, mm. you're figuring out how to use this software and the programs and what mm. works for you. But definitely, definitely, I would sort of be allotting at least three to four hours a week. So good. Hey, that is so, so helpful. You've given us so much clarity and like a really good framework to go off. I love that you've made this really, really achievable. Where can people follow you, Alicia? Where can people connect with you more? So best place to find me is on the gram at thesocialimpact.co. Um, find me there. That's where I give more tips and, and tutorials and, and things like that and all about finding fun ways to stand out. That's also where I'll share my mind about things that no one's really talking about from time to time. Um, <laughs> but uh, but as well, you know, that's also where you'll find how I could best support you when it comes to Reels, whether it be my course, whether it be our Reels management, or whether it be my new business that is up and coming full and filled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's where you can find it all. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. And just give us like a really quick rundown of Full and Filled. Oh, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, so Full and Filled is my baby that's been working on for almost two years now. And it's all about for business owners, for female business owners who continue to put them themselves last, they put everyone else first and they empty their cup. So Full and Filled, it's a 750 mil, which is bigger than most. I could not find any this big. Um a 750 mil glass that has empowering or affirmations that it's your physical mm. reminder to fill up your own cup. So I'm thoroughly excited. There's so much, ex- there's so much happening there, but anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> uh, Alicia, honestly, we have to have you come back on the show and I'm, I'm already in my brain. I'm like, how can we get you to come into the next level club and do some coaching? Because <laughs> I love your death. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> hey, here for it. You have so, like, I just want to say, well done. You've created such an epic business. Thank you for being such a beautiful, optimistic, bright spark on the internet. It brings me a lot of joy. I feel like I have a kindred spirit in you. So thank you. All my love to you. Team, we're going to pop Alicia's socials into the show notes, links, all the things. So you can check out her courses, check out what she's doing and make sure you follow her on Instagram because she is a powerhouse and you're going to love it as much as I do. Thank you so much, Alicia. You are a wizard. So, hey, if you listen to this conversation and you're like, heck yes, I need to double down on Instagram reels. I need to double down on video and I need some help. Definitely check out our show notes because we have got links to all of Alicia's stuff. You can check out her programs. You can check out her website. And of course, follow her on Instagram. She's the reels queen. I promise you, you are going to get so much inspo. And also you're just going to love her energy. She has this infectious, lovely, I don't know. She's like a bright spark on Instagram. I love her content. You're going to love it too. Thank you so much for being here for this conversation. Hey, can I ask one more favor? If you loved today's episode, can you please do two things? Number one, share it with a business buddy who needs to hear this. And number two, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We want to get our podcasts into the ears of more people and we can't do it without your support. So if you love our podcast, if you love what we do, please share it and please leave us a review. That would mean the world to me. I read every single one. And so it just means so much to me. Thank you so much for joining us. I will see you back here same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, my friend, go get them.